morning, I just want to read Matthew 25, 41 verse. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Amen. Please grab your seats. Thanks, band. Can I do a swapsie? Hey, kids. Is it school holidays? No? Are there any kids in this room? Kids, can you shout? Yeah! Is it school holidays? Are you excited? Do you know what next week is? Sorry, louder. Christmas! Why do we have Christmas? Yeah, Jesus' birthday. Are you excited? Mm? Mm. Good answer. So in God's great plan, Christmas is one of the biggest moves that God made. Here at C3 Port Headland, we are on a mission to be a move of God, and this was God being a move of God. God came, God sent Jesus to earth as a human baby to be our Lord and Savior, and that was God moving. And our great commission in Matthew 28, 19, when, God, when Jesus said, this is what I want you to do, he said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you even to the end of the age. Jesus said, go, go, it's an action word, it's moving. And from that very day until now, people have been moving for God serving him in all they do. And so once upon a time in real life, about 250 years after Jesus' death, there was a man named Nicholas born. Well, he was probably born as a baby, not as a man. But then he grew up into a man. And he was born in the Greek seaport of Patara, Lycia, in Asia Minor, to wealthy Christian parents. His, his parents had, you know, a good wicket. And he was known as Nicholas of Myra. He was a follower of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And when he was a teenager, probably, he went out to Egypt and to Palestine. Did I say that? Yeah, Palestine. And so he probably walked where Jesus walked and prayed where Jesus prayed and wept where Jesus wept because he loved Jesus and he'd gone on a pilgrimage, which is like a trip to see what happened. Um, in the Bible, and that was only about 260 years after Jesus had died, 260 years after Jesus had lived. When you think we are 2,000 years after he lived, how amazing would that have been? I know that Pastor Jason, Pastor M, our C3WA overseers went there at the beginning of this year, or middle of this year, sorry, and they just found it the most powerful and transformative journey. And this was 1,750 years earlier, 1,750 years earlier. You know, so much more would have been original to what Jesus did and saw and sat and prayed and, yeah, it would have been amazing. Anyway, when he returned from this journey, he was made the bishop of Myra, the bishop of the place where he lived. So a bishop's kind of like a principal of a school, kids, but a church. 
So it's his job to teach about God, to make sure the people that he's in charge of teach about God and not tell lies, to make sure they're teaching the right things. He can make rules. He makes sure everyone's following the rules. And he looks after the churches that come under his care. That's just like a school principal for churches. It's a big job, so we know he must have been pretty clever and he must have loved God a lot. There's a lot of famous stories about who Bishop Nick really was, who he was as a person. One story goes that there were three little girls who were going to be sold by their parents because their parents didn't have enough money to raise them and to marry them to good families because in those days you had to give money to the future husband to get married. And I think that still happens in some parts of the world. And so the parents were going to have to sell their three daughters. And so Bishop Nick comes along and he is said to have thrown coins through the window and they landed in a stocking that was hanging to dry on the fireplace. And they said that happened three days in a row because there were three daughters, so he did it three times. And the kids in the area thought, oh, Bishop Nick's coming and bringing presents. So they started hanging their stockings on the fireplace in that area in hopes that Bishop Nick would visit them. And so he saved those three girls from an awful life. He was much admired for his devotion to God and his kindness. And there are stories of him calming a storm at sea, saving three innocent soldiers from wrongful execution and chopping down a tree that was possessed by a demon. Bishop Nick gave away all his money that he inherited from his rich family and used it to travel the countryside, helping the poor and sick. Posthumously, he was nominated to to become a saint. So for the kids, I looked that up. Kids, a saint is someone who's been formally canonised by the church, given the title, and they decide that He is sharing an eternal life with God, which means he's a believer of Jesus. And he is offered up for public veneration and imitation. So they say, be like him. He did a good job. So I think you actually may have heard of Bishop Nick before. Kids, have you heard of Bishop Nick? What about Saint Nicholas? In the Dutch, they called him Saint Nicholas. And then, which is just the Dutch for St. Nicholas, and they shortened it, so Klaus is the Dutch nickname for Nicholas, so they called him Sinter Klaus. Is this sounding a bit more familiar? And then in English, we called him Santa Claus. Does anyone know him? No? No one knows Santa? Kids, are you even here? Adults, have you heard of Sinter Klaus? Yes. Yes, so Bishop Nick was now known as Santa Claus. He became a man wrapped in many layers of legend and folk tales, mystery and magic. He travelled the world giving gifts to every child in the world, all the good kids of the world. He has a national holiday. St Nicholas Day is celebrated on December the 6th, but he's best known for giving out presents on Jesus' birthday. So why am I bringing up Santa Claus here in church today? Because I would like us to learn from him, to learn from Bishop Nick. In Luke 10, 30 to 37, Jesus tells about a story of a good Samaritan. 
There was a man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by to the other side. So too, a Levite. So both of these men are meant to be holy men of God that are looking after the people. When he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side too. But a Samaritan, who was actually the enemy of this guy, by culture, not by actual person, he travelled, as he travelled, came to where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. And he went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put him on his donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. And then he gave the innkeeper enough money to look after him and he said, if you run out of money, hit me up. And Bishop Nick, St. Nicholas Santa Claus, was like this good Samaritan. He helped the people that he encountered. He didn't know about these girls. He encountered these girls, the, the sailors and the, the demon-possessed tree. I'm sure he didn't seek them out. He was traveling. He was there and he encountered them and he helped He gave from what he had. He didn't stay in his rich Christian neighborhood that he grew up in. He didn't help his parents' next-door neighbor. He helped his true neighbors, the people that he came across. In another story, Jesus is talking to a rich young man who wants to go to heaven. And the man says, how do I get to heaven? And Jesus says, keep the commands. And he says, which ones? And Jesus lists them off. He says, don't murder, no adultery, no stealing, no false testimony, honor your mum and dad, love your neighbor and yourself. And done. Is there anything else? And Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give them to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. And that that rich young man went away sad because that wasn't something he could do. He was attached to his wealth. But Bishop Nick, Santa Claus, He gave up his wealth. He gave it up. And he travelled. And he could have been a cushy, you know, rich Christian man in his neighbourhood, giving his tithe, and that would have been great. He still would have been a good Christian man. But he didn't do that. He didn't stop there. He gave his possessions, his wealth away, and he travelled. And he did God. He came and followed Jesus. And in the verse we started with, Matthew 25, Jesus is talking about when he comes back to judge the living and the dead and see who will go to heaven and who will not. He separates the people into two groups. And he says, the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since since the creation of the world. Your inheritance in heaven is the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger and you invited me, I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or... And when did we see you as a stranger or needing clothes? When did we see you sick and go and visit, or in prison and go and visit you? And the king, King Jesus, will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Whatever you did for the least, you did for me. Every time we do this for someone, we do it for Jesus. So Bishop Nick, 
Santa Claus. He helped people who had no way of repaying him. He traveled. He went out. Go. And he loved people. And we know that his reward in heaven will be great. He started as a regular follower of Jesus. Just one of us. Born into a Christian family, that might be even you know, a bit more average than us. A lot of us have got stories where we had to fight a bit to come to Jesus. He lived less than 300 years after Jesus had lived on earth. And he was known for his kindness and for his devotion to God. Over and over, the Bible tells us to do all of these things. To be like Bishop Nick was. So... This Christmas season, as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Saviour, risen King forever and ever and ever, I would like to challenge us. Whenever you see Santa Claus, whenever you think about Santa Claus, whenever you hear a song about Santa Claus, remember St. Nicholas and think about how we can be more like Bishop Nick. So I have a few things. Kids, are you still listening? No? All right, this Christmas, I do not want you to, number one, break into people's houses. I do not want you to eat their food. I do not want you to give presents to them in their houses. Do not break into their houses. That is not what we are learning from Santa Claus. Not even for milk and cookies. Not even if there's sparkly footprints outside. You know, no invitations that say, Santa, come in. That's not for you. That is not the Santa we are being. No breaking and entering. I do not want you to hide away for 11 months of the year and just come out at Christmas and be like, Santa's here. That is not what we are learning from Santa. We need to be effective all year round. We are not hiding for 11 months and then just come out all shiny and rosy and jolly. I do not want you to write a naughty list. Don't do it. Jesus did not say, oh, you're naughty. Sorry, I came for the good kids. Jesus said, the sick need a doctor. He came for those who are broken and hurting. And that's who Bishop Nick followed. Yes, through generations and generations, like how many... 1,750 years since that time. His story and mythology has morphed a lot, but let's just go back to the man who was right at the start. Bishop Nick did not write a naughty list. He gave and he helped the poor and those in misfortune, not the good and the lovely, sometimes the yucky and the smelly and the gross, because that is what hurting looks like. And some do's. We have some do's as well. Do, 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 do. Do celebrate Jesus' birthday. Hooray! (laughs) We know all about December birthdays. They're pretty wild, but this is the wildest of all. And I would like you to think as you are trying to prepare food for 100 people that just turned up last minute and remembering the Christmas shopping for 100,000 people that you didn't even know were on your list. It's Jesus' birthday. Yes, we have a good time and we celebrate, but it's Jesus' birthday. It's about him. You can get him a present. You could spend some quiet time 
with him as a present. He would love that. Remember Jesus' birthday because that is what Bishop Nick would do. He was a Christian man. He lived after Jesus. He knew Jesus. He loved Jesus. That's why he became a bishop. That is why he was sainted. That's how he became Santa Claus. Do be generous. Now, you heard me talk about this for a full half hour the other day. If you didn't see that, go back and check it out. It's so important that we are generous, that we give, that we are intentional in our giving. This is not make yourself poor so that everyone sees that you gave them a good present. That is not what we are saying. Be intentional, be strategic, give from what you have, be proportionate, be loving, be Jesus in the flesh. I want you to see and meet people's needs. Do see and meet people's needs. That is what Jesus did. He walked in, he healed, he loved, he taught. Bishop Nick, he traveled, he healed, he loved, he taught. He saved people with his finances. He didn't discriminate against poorly behaved children. Like we hear about elves dobbing poorly behaved children in. Jesus still loves the poorly behaved children. And we need to love them too. We need to meet their needs too. Be known for your joy. Do be known for your joy. We know jolly old Saint Nick, right? Big ruddy cheeks and the big smile. And we have the joy of Jesus in us as well. And joy is a choice and it is outside our circumstances. It is something we choose. Happiness is dependent and joy is not dependent on our circumstances. So even when it feels like everything is going wrong, we can go, Jesus, because of you, because of what you are and who you are, I can have joy in this situation. Maybe you are putting me through this trial. Maybe this is an attack of the enemy. But either way, I know that you are good and I can be joyful. And then I want you to have Christmas spirit. Do have the spirit because Christmas is Christ Mass, which is Jesus. So the spirit of Jesus is the spirit of God and the spirit of God is the Holy Spirit. Woo! Am I the most excited person in this room by a long way today? Uh, The Holy Spirit. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do I need to explain why? (laughs) Holy Spirit is our advocate. He talks to God on our behalf. He pleads with God on our behalf for the things that we need, for the things that we love, the things that we care about. When you can't pray a prayer because it hurts too much, Holy Spirit is there sharing those words with God that you don't even know how to articulate. Holy Spirit helps you to grow in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. Holy Spirit transforms us from the inside out into the people that God has called us to be. So be filled with Christmas spirit, the Holy Spirit, and be the light of Jesus in this time of Christmas. It is all, all, all about Jesus, and it is not for Christmas. It's for all year. 
I want you to talk to the Holy Spirit and laugh with him and learn from him and be guided by him every single day. And then in this Christmas spirit, it can be overflow. You can be that to other people. So we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are on a mission to be a move of God. And I believe if we take on this exhausting season with the attitude of Bishop Nick and even the attitude of Jesus, just to be a bit crazy, if we put God first, we will shine the light of Jesus everywhere we go, in our homes, in our workplaces, in the crazy busy shopping centres, on the plane, on holidays, wherever we go. Could you imagine shining the light of Jesus in the lost baggage line? Shining the light of Jesus waiting for a taxi in the middle of the night. These are things that we can do that change the world. They can change people's eternities. In those awful situations, if you are the light of Jesus, you might just see a whole family in heaven who says, hey man, I met you in the middle of the night. It sucked. But you, you showed me who Jesus was just by being there. Wouldn't that be incredible? Being approached by a family in heaven who's there because you managed to be the light of Jesus in the middle of the night. So good. We never know what mission God has right in front of us. We never know who he's put in our circumstances. When you're going through the shopping center, you just want to get out because the kids are going feral. He might put someone right there who needs you. And that is why we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit because we can be pretty ungodly when things are not going our way. We are on a mission to be a move of him. And what a mission that is. So with the celebration of his birth just a week away, it would be terrible not to give you an opportunity to give your whole life to Jesus. He came to earth as a human baby. He grew in stature and wisdom. He fulfilled prophecy. And then he gave everything so that we could be close to God. Our God is alive. Hallelujah. After three days, Jesus was raised to life and he rules at God's right hand. And anyone who believes in him will not die a final death, but be raised to life in eternity. And if this is news to you, this is the best news. And you are invited. We're going to pray a prayer all together as a church. And you can ask Jesus to be the king of your life. And this is just the start. As you pray and decide in your heart to follow Jesus, you become part of God's family and you become part of this family. And we'd love to help you on the journey. We'd love to come around you and support you and give you resources and love and care. God wants you exactly as you are right now. All of the gross stuff, all of the sadness, all of the things that make you think you are unworthy. He wants you right now, just as you are, but He loves you too much to let you stay that way. So He puts you in a family so we can grow together and support you to be more like Him. So if you've never given your life to Jesus or if you've made a decision in the past but you've been away and you want to come back or if you're not sure that you're going to heaven, you're following God but you're just not sure, then I'm going to get everyone to stand on their feet 
and I'm going to get you to raise your hand and I'll acknowledge you. Everyone will be looking at me. No one will be looking at you. Everyone closing their eyes. So on the count of three, I'd love you to shoot your hand up in the air if that's you today. If you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time, if you've walked away and you want to come back, or if you just want to be sure, sure, sure that you are going to heaven, on the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. If you're watching online this morning, there's an opportunity for you as well. Put it in the comments. Send us a message. We'd love to support you. You are also our family, the extended online campus of C3 Port Hedland. I see you in the middle. Thank you. church let's pray together please repeat after me dear Lord Jesus I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead I turn from my sins and ask you to be the king of my heart and life I want to surrender trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. In your name, Amen. Amen. Can we have a huge round of applause for everyone who made that decision this morning? If, if you felt that decision in your heart and you didn't raise your hand, please come and find someone, the person that you came with, me, the info bar ladies, or gentlemen, if there's anyone on, gentlemen on roster. Whoever it is that you can tell, we would love to know so that we can support you and come around you as a family. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing from our channel. And share with a friend because you never know who you're going to bless. You can also catch us live every Sunday morning at 9.30am Australian West Standard Time. We'd love to see you there.